0: Welcome in everyone to 32 Beat Beyond the Tweets. My name is Zach Hyduke, and today I'm super excited to bring to you a great conversation with Panthers beat writer Sheena Quick. Trading camp is in full swing and we have the Hall of Fame game this week. Make sure to be following us on Twitter at 32beatwriters to stay up to date on all of the news. If you haven't checked out our website you should. You'll find our blog the NFL training camp schedule, podcast transcripts, and more. That's 32beatwriters.com. If you're into best ball drafts or pick'em games, make sure to sign up for Underdog. When you do, use our special promo code to get a $100 match on your first deposit. It's free credit for you, and it helps out the show. That code to use is 32beat. That's 3-2-B-E-A-T. Now, let's get on to the conversation. Hey everyone, today I have with us beat writer Sheena Quick. Sheena is a beat writer with Fox Sports 1340 AM. She also does the halftime report on Revolt TV and is also a guest analyst for Queen City News WJZY out of Charlotte, North Carolina. If you're looking for her, On Twitter you can find her over at Sheena underscore Marie three thanks for joining us Sheena
1: thanks for having me
0: yeah no we're really excited Uh, I was excited to get somebody from uh, the NFC South here you guys have a very interesting team Uh, obviously the first pick (laughs) in the draft with Bryce Young Uh, A lot of changes, a lot of new things, new head coaches, new uh, veterans being brought in all over the offense. Um, But before we get too far into that, do you mind just telling me a little bit about yourself and how you came to cover the Panthers and anything else that you're kind of doing, if you don't mind?
1: Uh, No problem. I'm actually going into my eighth season covering the Panthers um, for Fox Sports 1340. Uh, we talked. You and I talked a little bit before. I also have a biweekly sports column on Revolt called mm. the Halftime Report. And so uh, this is the off week, but it'll be back next Wednesday. It runs on Wednesdays. Um, I'm a former track athlete, and I yeah. also am a guest analyst on Queen City News. I go on there and I talk Panthers football with them as well throughout the off season when there's something of note I'll go with, go and speak with them at the end of training camp to give my assessment of training camp and weekly during the regular season
0: yeah and I think I even Maybe saw yeah, the
1: time between that you could find me tweeting <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah and I've seen you I think you were on even pre-draft with like the Pat McAfee show so that's really cool oh yeah <laughs> but so getting to the actual team then uh what position just in general is the panthers team in uh we have a new head coach and frank reich coming over from the colts they snapped him up pretty quick it's kind of rare honestly that a head coach gets fired very quickly and then yeah he was hired right away right back as a head coach i think that maybe says something about their opinion as to what was happening over with that organization but uh other than that um you know they're they were picking very early First overall pick with uh, Bryce Young, what has been like your understanding of the position that this team is in and what their goals are in general for this season?
1: The goal is, well, you know, most I guess at the most the most concrete goal is to at least win the NFC South It's a division that's definitely up in the air. A lot of quarterback switcheroo's going on Mm. throughout the league. Um so no one is starting this season with the starting quarterback that they had week one of last season, right? No one in the NFC South is doing that. So that's really, really interesting. I think is there for the taking, um, you touched on Frank Reich and how he kind of got, got hired really, really quickly. Um, it was just a perfect storm for him in Carolina. You're the first, you threw the first ever touchdown as the quarterback for the Carolina <laughs> Panthers way back in the yeah. day, you know, uh, They needed, he's the first offensive-minded head coach that the Carolina Panthers has had in franchise history, which is very interesting because there's not a lot of defensive head coaches in the NFL, but that's all the Panthers have seemed to have Hmm. up until the hiring of Frank Wright. You have the quarterback conundrum, which he was leaving quarterback disaster in the Colts. The Panthers have had their own quarterback hell the last couple of years. Yeah, so it was kind of just the perfect storm. And although Steve Wilkes did a very, very commendable job with He definitely made lemonade. He, they didn't even leave him lemons. They just left him lemon <laughs> rhymes. And somehow he was able to be within a game of winning the division last year, yeah. taking over after Matt Rule's firing. And I think that Steve Wilkes is a very good coach. I hope that he gets another opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. I just think that with the offensive issues and the Panthers' inability to remedy the quarterback situation ultimately cost him the job and made Frank Reich the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had three different quarterbacks in P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield all get at least five starts, I think it was, right? So just a tough situation there, and yeah, I hope he gets a shot, too. Um, it, you mentioned it, in division, they play second, although they had the same record as uh, the Falcons in New Orleans at 7-10, and 10, but Tampa only beat them by one game, and Tom Brady isn't there anymore, like you said, so. Um, yeah. I was also looking, and according to Sharp Football Analysis at least, they have the fourth easiest strength of schedule. So there seems to be some opportunity Perfect there. Form. Yeah, yeah. Perfect storm. Um do you I mean, think
1: not to mention that that supporting cast around Frank Reich is insane. Hmm. Um David Tepper was listen, he got tired of being the laughing stock of the NFL with giving Matt Rule that five year I mean that seven year contract, and he went and decided to let the football guys do the football things and he mm. built a avengers type of cast around frank Reich, which is excellent for a, a rookie quarterback at, and bryce young to step into he went got the off the veteran weapons and adam mm. thielen he got miles sanders over hayden Hurst, um dj chart who's been having a really solid camp so far okay you have terrace marshall who i think Matt Rule, um, to this day, he has to answer for his crimes when it comes to <laughs> Terrace Marshall Jr. I mean, the guy was a healthy scratch part of the season and still mm. had very solid numbers when his number was called. I think that he'll have a breakout season, if you want to call it that, this year. So the weapons are there. Now, one the thing Rule did do is he drafted well on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And you're kind of seeing that come into fruition now. That 2020 draft, when he went all defense, those guys are the young vets now. Yeah. And they're going to be the anchor of this team. Bryce Young was, I would say, the missing piece.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, when you got nobody, when you're throwing those guys around at quarterback, I think maybe you can see, uh, especially if you're having some difficulty with the head coaching side of things, yeah. you get a better head coach, you get a better quarterback, maybe we'll see some success. And I mean, just to talk about Bryce Young, uh, it's it's been interesting to see. Uh, the, you got a lot of lights on you when uh, you're drafted that high. And there was some skepticism by some people regarding just his size. And know he's a little bit shorter, a little bit lighter uh, than some people like their quarterbacks. Uh, but still went first overall in the draft. After, uh, like at the start of camp, I think I even saw a tweet that his first pass was batted at the line. And so everybody, like at least some people, started freaking out. Um, but from your personal perspective, how has he looked so far? And does he seem to have kind of that it factor that you're looking for in a quarterback?
1: You said it best. He does have that it factor and being number 1 does put you under a lot of lights, but so does being the starting quarterback for Alabama. So he's been groomed to be QB1 in the NFL for a very long time. He talks the talk, he walks the walk. Um he's not going to have any more is- any bigger issue with batted down passes than Baker Mayfield will down in Tampa. Mm. And people I, I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair <laughs> enough. Just, I think he's had I'm just those
1: he didn't have any batted down today. I mean, he's been, he's been, he was 5'10 when he was in, in the SEC mm-hmm. and had success there. He was 5'10 when he won the Heisman. So I don't know. It's not like he shrank and got shorter. You know what I mean? Sure. Or anything like that. So um, that was what people's perceived, you know, nuances were with him. But there's no, no fan base that can tell me they would not have been ecstatic for their team to draft oh, yeah. Bryce Young.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see this. So I, I
1: think that's a lot of lip service
0: yeah for sure and i mean hey when you have that top like talent that's shown out so much like you mentioned at alabama it's worth the gamble especially after what you've been dealing with right so if he can just be anything near what he was then then you hopefully have something there uh and it feels like they've done everything they can as you mentioned to help him out you mentioned that they brought in uh adam thielen from the vikings he's a little bit older but Consistent still to a degree. Still a route you know?
1: technician. Yeah. Still a route technician.
0: Yeah. And you've got Miles Sanders from the Eagles, who had a pretty productive year last year on that uh Super Bowl team. Uh DJ Chark, as you mentioned, from the Lions, Hayden Hurst. Uh that has to be a big benefit for him, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, you're insulating your rookie quarterback to where he doesn't have to go out here and be Hercules he can play within the system and not have to force a lot of things there's going to be a lot of different weapons for him to utilize as he goes through those reasons those those progressions so i think that they did a really really good job of insulating bryce and kind of that's going to help him acclimate to the nfl level really quickly
0: yeah and somebody who we mentioned that might hopefully help keep some of that pressure off of him would have been miles sanders uh it seems as though he was brought in to be the main guy at running back there uh you guys lost uh wow, well, I'm blanking on it now uh foreman to the the bears and free agency uh, how do it we seems s-
1: like everybody went to the bears right
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, the, yeah no uh familiarity there with uh, or similarity there with uh d j moore right um yeah. but uh how do we see Sanders utilized in this offense and how important is he here? after getting that uh, four-year, $25 million contract with the Panthers.
1: In a Frank Reich offense, he's going to be essential. He's going to get a lot of touches.
0: Mm. And I
1: think that he'll have another 1,000. I think he'll have a 1,000-yard season.
0: Okay. I know that's
1: kind of a lofty expectation there. But I think that, again, being able to go and beat a team through the era on the ground certainly opens your playbook up. They have a new Mm. offensive coordinator in Thomas Brown. Um, So we'll be we'll be seeing a lot of his input as well, even though Rice will be calling plays until, Mm. you know, an undisclosed or undetermined point in time. He and Thomas Brown are are working cohesively to maximize their personnel and maximizing your personnel means that Miles Sanders is going to get a lot of touches in this offense.
0: Mm, I think he had 179 rushing attempts last year, which got him 800 yards. Do you see him? being over that amount of like attempts or do you have an idea i probably i don't want to like put you on the spot here but i'm just curious
1: um i think he gets over
0: yeah okay I think all right gets,
1: i think he gets a few more touches than that
0: i think that makes sense i think that makes sense especially with their offensive mm-hmm. line uh and you can speak to that here too yeah. they're ranked 11th right now i think that's another unique thing about dropping a rookie quarterback in here you have probably a relatively good head coach you've got those weapons and then you've got that offensive line that seems to be pretty well off do you think that helps him this year too
1: for sure. James Campin did an amazing job with that offensive line last year. And if you watch Carolina football the last couple of years, that's saying a lot. I mm. want to say they played with at least 13 different formations of offensive line um, oh the season the season prior to, not last season, the season prior to. So they're starting to get some stability along the line. They're starting to get a lot of interchangeable pieces, guys that are multi-positional. And mm. so that definitely will, um, will factor in as well as Miles being reunited with Deuce Staley. I mean, it's, yeah. it, there's so many pieces on this tech coaching on this coaching staff that it's kind of I'm trying to make sure I don't leave anybody out. No, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to sure. make sure I don't leave anybody out, but you know, you have Deuce, um, you know, coaching the running backs. He's back with Miles. They worked together before um in Philly. And you have um campin that was brought back or held over from the rule regime who did an amazing job with that unit and it looks to be a formidable unit especially when they get Austin Corbett back.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to hear that, you know, the uh, other things that other people are putting out there, you seem to be seeing as well. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the draft class a little bit, then we saw draft pretty highly, I think a little higher than some people were expecting even, uh, which in my opinion is good for our my fantasy team for anybody who cares. But uh, <laughs> Jonathan Mingo, uh, wide receiver there out of Old Miss, uh, 6'2", 220, had... Yeah. Tell me more about him. What's he been looking like? Anything good happening in camp so far? I think you're at practice today. don't know if you saw anything.
1: I think he looks good. He and um, Bryce, they worked together. They worked out together in California um, during the summer. A lot of people were giving him some slack about not being at SMU. Bryce mm. and a bunch of the guys were down there working out together, but he was in Mississippi. He wasn't just sitting down playing Madden. He was in Mississippi training with Mike Espy. Um, that is a trainer or wide receiver trainer that he's worked with and has success with. And in his okay. words, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. He's in shape. He looks good on the routes. He's very physical. Um, we saw him run a pretty good route today, but JC Horn was in coverage. So that's mm. something that I'm looking forward to as far as those guys making each other better and practice and iron sharpening iron, but he's looked he's looked good.
0: Yeah, you've got a couple of really good DBs back there to help him develop. So it's good that you know he's not running against cupcakes. That way you can get that tested oh, no. before he's live there. Um, yeah. About the other receivers, then DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. You mentioned Terrace Marshall Jr. You also have Lavisca Chenault from the Jags. It seems like you guys like
1: you got a crowded crowd. wide receiver yeah. room. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it's really a, weird. And I know. Chenault had a ton of hype, but uh, when he was with the Jaguars, at least, how is all of this yeah. going to work out? Like, how You're not going to get them all on the field well, together. What is that going to look like?
1: Well, there have been some whisperings that Chenault may be using kind of a Debo Samuel type role. I think that he's looked impressive coming out of the backfield. The times that we've seen him do that, including today, we broke one off for about 20 to 25 yards from the backfield. So I'm, okay. I'm excited to see what they do with him. And like you said, that's a crowded wide receiver room. But. Each of each one of those receivers brings something different.
0: Mm.
1: You know, you have DJ Chark, who's able to basically contort his body in the air <laughs> to adjust to the football. It's kind of it's, it's kind of unworldly to see it in person. You have Terrace Marshall Jr. who's catching everything. Mm. I mean, like that's I don't even have a flowery description for it. he's catching everything. If it's right. within his grasp, he's coming down with the ball, big physical receiver, but also must much improved on his route running much improved. We have Adam Thielen bringing that veteran presence because those other guys that we named are pretty young. These are young yeah. guys. Yeah. Um. Adam Thielen, who is the great veteran leadership as well as he's still again, like I said earlier, a route technician, one of the best route runners in the NFL in his prime, and I feel like he still has a lot in the tank when it comes to that. Um, DJ Chark, he's battled injuries. I think as long as he can stay healthy, we'll see him finally come to. Not meet the expectations because I hate saying that. Like outside expectations sure. aren't what we should be tempering these guys on. But um, he's looked good. The connection mm-hmm. between him, Bryce Young, and him have been has been great so far. It's been great yeah. so far. Uh, but then you have Demir Bird who came back for a second stint with the Panthers. Then okay. you have Shy Smith. Who who is, you know, coming back. I want to say in his third, Shy's third year, third, maybe fourth year. So someone's going to be the odd man out because that's a right. very deep wide receiver room. And I think it's going to come down to the return Shy Smith's role in the return game. But you have Raheem Blackshear at running back who's also doing well in the return game. So that might be the difference of those players that are kind of on the bubble in that wide receiver group.
0: Hmm. So if you were going to say those definitely make it, you would assume the free agency signings um, of Chark and Thielen. Um, and then you're saying
1: Mingo, of course,
0: Mingo, Marshall Chanel, and Marshall. And then that that extra spot's kind of up in the air at the moment. Yeah, okay.
1: I would definitely say. That.
0: Okay, so we'll have to keep some tabs on if that. It,
1: if it came down to Bird or or Shaw Smith, with both of them being equally healthy i would have to go bird just because of the experience and he's the better returner
0: okay okay all right sounds good and then yeah and as far as other pass catchers go you also brought in hayden hurst and you also uh had uh brought up outside expectations i think uh depending on who you'd ask uh, in baltimore or atlanta they would maybe say that Hurst hasn't maybe lived up to those, but do you think that he can help at that tight end spot? I don't really know what else you even have behind him. So he's got to perform some role this season, right? How do you see Hayden Hurst fitting? Yeah.
1: Well, I did see him get at least three um, three receptions today in 11-on-11, 7-on-7. Um, he's definitely, in my opinion, tight end one. Yeah. Um, behind him, you have Ian Thomas and Tommy Trimble. You have uh, Derek Wright, who always seems to have a really strong camp. Um, he just has to translate that to the field on Sundays. But like you said, Hayden Hurst is the guy in that position this year. And I do think that they will use the tight end in a pass catching role in addition to pass blocking. So um, that, that'll be interesting to see what the guys behind him are able to do. Because this, it's one thing to have one good guy at the position, but this is the NFL. You know, anything can happen week to week. You need somebody that's going to be able to step up without being a tremendous drop off in talent or production
0: yeah yeah and again i think he had uh he played 13 games last season 52 receptions 400 Mm -hmm. yards two touchdowns i mean that's solid and like that's probably all he has to do you know so it's just yeah he just has to be solid i think
1: he just has to be solid there's not a ton of pressure on him to catch passes necessarily because they have so many playmakers on the field but i do think he will be incorporated he won't just be a decoy
0: okay and uh, l- real quick before I forget, you had mentioned Raheem Blackshear. If you were going to put somebody behind Miles Sander as like a two, like the number two, would that be mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard? Would that be Would that be Blackshear? Who are you looking at?
1: I think that'd be Chuba Hubbard right now. He had a solid season last year, um, splitting time back there with Dante Foreman. Um, so I- I'd go Chuba Hubbard, then Raheem Blackshear.
0: Okay. All right. I'll have to keep that in mind as well. All right, so I- try... are, you, are you
1: noting this for your fantasy draft?
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who follow us kind of uh, are, are interested in that. So if you haven't caught that a little bit, but uh, so we talk about those guys who tend to be relevant there. But uh, if you, yeah, if you were going to pick one, I don't know how much you play fantasy. If you're going to pick a wide receiver, who'd you be picking?
1: Terrace Marshall Jr.
0: Really? You mean okay. out, of
1: the Panth- out of the Panthers receivers, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yes. Cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd go CMJ. T- yeah.
0: OK, and maybe I'm uh, maybe I jumped the gun here a little bit, but I try to give everybody a soapbox to stand on about the team or about something that they believe that everybody is getting wrong just in general about the team or something that they just have a strong opinion about. So I don't know. You don't have to give us too hot of a take, but if you have one, I'll certainly take it. Is there anything regarding the Panthers or the news surrounding the Panthers that you just have uh, some thoughts on that you'd really like to, to get off your chest?
1: Like I was saying earlier, a lot of the people that are bringing up his size definitely would not be bringing up his size if their team drafted him. I'll say, drafted Bryce Young. I'll say, um, yeah. but I do think they got they got it right at quarterback, and because of that move and the moves that were made on the coaching staff and other free agency moves, I think that this team um, kept healthy with everyone healthy can win the NFC South at least for the next two to three seasons.
0: Wow, I mean that'd be a big fire deal. hot take.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I do. Because I mean, you think about it in Tampa, you have Baker, Mm -hmm. who I think is on his last legs. He may have a resurgence. Who knows? You never can rule anything out. Former number one pick himself. You have Derek Carr in New Orleans, who I think will be solid, but I don't think he's going to light it up down there.
0: Yeah. And you
1: have Desmond Ritter in Atlanta, who's still trying to find his footing. But then you have Bryce Young, who, again, has been groomed to be QB one in the NFL. For at least the last fifteen years of his life, <laughs> at least, and, he's, and he just turned twenty-two, but he's been groomed for this. He has the poise, he has the discipline, he has the commitment, and he has a good situation. Hmm. Yeah, he does. He has a good situation. A lot of people are kind of dogging this wide receiver core. They they don't think that they're that good. They think they're bottom tier. They think they're you know second in the lower half of the NFL as far as wide receiver groups go. And I just don't see that. I think that each of these guys brings a unique aspect, and that's going to open up Pandora's box when it comes to that playbook.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense with what they've done. I mean, they if, if Mingo can be what they've drafted him to be and they all the other guys kind of slot into where they are supposed to, I think, like you mentioned, it's solid. And maybe that's all that it needs to be right now. Yeah. This is much better of a situation than a lot of places that, Quarterbacks have been dropped into, in and drafted especially
1: drafted that high.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I'm kind of excited about that again. Only missed with the, the, the Tom Brady Bucks, missed uh, uh, beat them out by one game last year. That's all they have to improve on. I here. mean, and
1: that was a, so. a, a dilapidated secondary,
0: right? You're so. you're
1: without your, your, your two starting cornerbacks, too.
0: Yeah, so
1: in JC Horn and Dante Jackson, so you know. It, and not saying that that's great because we all know that the nfc south was in like the pits of hell last year like they had to just drag they had to drag a team to the playoffs like please yeah. one of y'all just we only yeah. need you for a week yeah, slide yeah, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. but um yeah yeah i think that because there is so much quarterback uncertainty the panthers are really the only team going into this season with more certainty at quarterback and it's interesting because they're the only ones with a rookie starter yeah but it's ironic, but I think that they have the best quarterback situation in the division.
0: Yeah, I like the situation and four weeks in like that, you you could easily maybe see that happening too. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. And uh you had mentioned that Bryce Young turned twenty two. Did your son help you break that were you guys the one that broke the news that he was uh <laughs> It was so the way it happened nobody knew?
1: <laughs> nobody knew. He he said nothing about it. It was so funny because um I had to take Aiden with me and I was like, I don't know how he's going to do in this heat. And of course, like any kid, he started to get a little antsy. And so I I told him, I said, Hey, I said you're doing such a good job. I'm gonna go to Starbucks after this. I said you're doing such a good job um, with mommy today. And he was like, No, I'm not, I'm ready to go. I said, huh? He's like, Yeah, I'm ready to go. But can I say hi to Bryce? I said, well, yeah, you can, you can say hi as he's walking back, you know, sure. as he's walking back um, c- because he has meetings. But before Aiden even got a chance to say hi, Bryce walks over and starts the conversation. So it yeah. was very, very, it was a very genuine and authentic moment. It wasn't like a setup meet and greet or anything sure. like that. But that also, I think showed fans that, you do have a quarterback mm-hmm. that's Cam Newton like when it comes to the children and is able to talk to the children, but also be a beast on the field, and yeah. that's something that they really, really valued with the last guy that they drafted number one overall, and mm-hmm. Cam Newton. So I yeah. think that that showed kind of a pers- personable side, a personable side of um, Bryce Young. So it was, it was kind of cool. It was very unexpected.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, that is really cool. It's awesome that he got that opportunity and you were kind of there to, to witness and record the whole thing. So I, I enjoyed seeing yeah. that. Uh, before I let you go, Sheena, where can everybody find your work? What can we be uh, expecting from you here through the next couple of months? And uh, yeah, just make sure we know where to find you.
1: Well, you can catch my Panthers recaps either on Queen City News on Monday mornings, Um, following the games or something, this Thursday, the the morning after, the morning sure. after games. Um, In the meantime, you can read my camp analysis on foxsports1340am.com. As I said earlier, check out the Revolt um, sports column halftime report every other Wednesday. So that'll be next Wednesday. Got a really cool piece coming out for you guys. And in between time, you can catch me on Twitter, Sheena underscore Marie three.
0: All righty. Sounds good. Thanks again, Sheena, for that information as always. And to our listeners again, yeah, make sure to check out everything that she's got going on thanks for joining us sheena i really enjoyed it
1: thanks for having me
0: all right everybody welcome to the fantasy fallout where we quickly just break down a few things from the conversation with our beat writer overall i would say that for the most part all of the panthers players are relatively appropriately priced i'm mostly going to stick with wide receivers here uh especially because she mentioned terrace marshall jr I thought that her comments around him were interesting, and uh, you know, I thought maybe he's worth a shot. If you're looking at best ball on a few rosters, maybe just with the last pick of the draft, there, uh, you never know. Maybe you'll get a couple games from him. But if, as far as redraft is concerned, anybody that I'm looking at is mostly Jonathan Mingo. He's going around pick 140 in best ball drafts, right next to Adam Thielen, and that's, I think, the best guess that we're going to get with where he's going to be in most redraft leagues. Not really interested in Adam Thielen. He's, you know, older. We've seen him lose a step kind of a little bit consistently the last couple of years. So I'm going to take the guy who was drafted a little bit higher, who they seem to be pretty high on at pick 39 in Jonathan Mingo. He's being taken right around 10 picks ahead of DJ Chark might be able to get some value out of him as well, one or two times a game, or one or two times a year, rather. Again, with Thielen, I think he's going to be helpful to the Panthers, but he's just in decline, and at that price, I'll take Mingo over somebody like Michael Gallup, uh, or again, his uh, teammates there, Chark and Thielen. The only guy that I'm actually targeting, though, would be running back Miles Sanders. Now, at his price, at running back 20, I think that's fair, but I I think it's at least possible that he could pay off that value at the very least. Uh, It it feels like it's harder for him to finish lower than that. And just with the sheer volume that he's going to be getting, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of people behind him that are going to soak up a ton of targets or extra rushes. They paid him to come in. I believe he had the highest contract of any running back paid so far in the offseason. I believe that probably stays that way. I've heard some worries, and I do think it's somewhat warranted, but I know that they have a good offensive line, which is the main thing, and they probably have a better quarterback than they did last year with two former top three picks that kind of have flamed out, and P.J. Walker. They just haven't been able to get it done. We don't know that Bryce Young is definitely going to be better, but you have to assume that he will be. Foreman was productive last year, and I have to imagine that Sanders can do that and also provide an outlet To toss the ball to as well for the young quarterback thank you all again for listening and hey if you like the show please rate and review the podcast and don't forget to share it too it really does help us out also if you haven't already done so check out our patreon if you sign up for just three bucks a month you will get access to our daily news summaries which are invaluable this time of year especially but are helpful all year round You can find those links right on our website, 32beatwriters.com. We'll see you next week.